Good Friday evening, and welcome to another edition of the DMV Sports Rundown presented by the Sideline Junkies and sponsored by Anchor FM. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG sitting in with the boss, BJ. Yo, what's up? We're going to jump into this 53-man roster for the Washington football team. Uh, which cut down day for the NFL is tomorrow at 4 o'clock. So, of course, yearly, we always jump in and give our projections on who's making the team and who we don't think is going to make the team. But before we go into that, uh, earlier this week, we lost a legend of the area, a legend of college basketball, a legend of even pro basketball, uh, former national champ in college basketball, first African-American coach to win. Uh, NCAA title, two-time NBA champ, former Celtic, former Georgetown head coach, John Thompson Jr. Uh, condolences to his family, friends, and everybody that he's touched. Of course, you know, he got a big imprint. He on our show. So. But he don't want us sitting around crying because, you know, he's going to tell us to get back to work. So let's just do just that. And, and I do, I do want to add something. You know, Big Big John was definitely a big influence on our on this show because um, we we listened to that show on uh, nine eighty so much. But also to give credit to Doc Walker and Smoking Out Coken because I thought that that whole setup that those three together, the chemistry and what each of them brought to the table, far as knowledge. And experience, it just like it was like a perfect mesh. And Big John was like the the general of it, you know. That and, and that voice on the radio had authority. You could hear it, you know, you could hear that that authority in that voice. And it it'll be greatly missed, man. So like you said, definitely, definitely a legend, not just locally, but nationally too. So yes, indeed. Uh we can sit here and we can, I think we probably can go all night into tomorrow morning, probably into Sunday, talking about just Big John, period, and his influence on us and the area. Doc Walker spent a week doing tributes to him, so <sighs> he will be missed. I, I will say that. Uh, now, before I get all emotional and teary out again, <laughs> let's go ahead and get to, get to work here with the task at hand let's start with the washington football team offense let's start at that good old quarterback and uh i got mine written out I'm, I'm wondering if you got yours written out too now i i'm kind of going off of what i got on on, on the sites i've been looking at and order what i got by memory so i'm not as you know. okay now, we know for a fact this offense being ran by Scott Turner, Nova Turner's son. Haskins yesterday was named the starter, so we already know Haskins. Did. Now, who's his backup? Will it be Kyle Allen or Alex Smith? Um, I believe, you know, probably, I'm thinking like 99%. I don't think Alex Smith is 100% ready to go. So I think it'd definitely be Kyle Allen. Um, also, you 
kind of have to, like, Ron Rivera is such a fresh, fresh note. And I know we only got 15 minutes on the offense, so I won't dwell on this. But you named Dwayne the starter now. To get any doubt in anybody's head, what's going to go on? It's not going to linger. Now, if Alex Smith is available, you know, he progresses, which it looks like he will. And is available midseason, and and Dwayne is struggling, but the team is balanced, meaning that the defense is good enough to keep them in games, and vice versa. I, I can see Alex Smith popping in there because, unfortunately, and this is something we won't get into this episode for various reasons. Dwayne is on a short leash, and not because he's not talented. Because he doesn't have a cannon for an arm, but various other reasons. But this is a 53-man roster show. We're going to keep it this way. So um, I, I, I like that Ron Rivera is there. Nobody is no favorites. Everybody has to prove them, him, themselves to him. So naming Dwayne is good. Kyle Allen, the uh, second string. Alex Smith, uh, from what I understand, they're keeping him on a 53-man roster. So he'll be there. Uh, I just don't think he'll he, – I don't know – how much longer it'll take for him to be ready to play, but just know that 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 stage exit stage left hook stick is ready for Dwayne, and, and you'll you might see number eleven. Okay, and I agree with you. I think it's gonna be a short leash, but I, I don't I don't think it's gonna be like super short, but it's gonna be short. And as far as Alex Smith goes, uh, he's wearing an apparatus because he has dropped foot. And it's uh, one of the things where he can't a drop foot is, if I'm not mistaken, it's where you can't flex the foot up. So he has that, and he's working through that. Um, I thought that they were going to put him on the pup, at least until you know, we with the rules being changed the way they are. I thought you know he could be on a IR and come back in three weeks. So, but they said he's going to be on a 53. So we got three quarterbacks now on the running back. Now, the news that was smoking hot and jumping off the pot to date, <sighs> AP was released this morning to make way for – go ahead, B. Nah, I was just saying, I know that I know that cuts you deep. Yeah, because, you know, I, I, I was looking for AP to take uh, charge of these young puppies and show them how it was done. Um, but – Apparently, uh, Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick, Bryce Love, and even Peyton Barber was looking, they were looking good in the practices and everything. And they looked good enough that uh, Ron and the, and, and, and the offensive staff decided to part ways with AP. And everybody said, why did they do it today? Because you give AP a chance to catch on with somebody before next week. Instead of waiting till tomorrow, so you give things the first chance. But uh, that was a surprise to everybody. And if this was ten years ago, I'd be huffing and puffing, and 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 cussing, and why the hell would they do some dumb shit like that? But this is not ten years ago. This is Ron Rivera. This is not uh, Jay Group. And doing this show for two years, going on three, and Talking to you every day, B, for the last 20, 
five years. You 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 letting out too much information there. <laughs> but you, Professor Lucky, y'all always get on me about being attached to play. Because when it's when the time is up, it's time to go. I thank AP for everything he did, but this was this is a, a, a this wasn't personal. This was business. It wasn't money because AP was making under two million dollars, but they had to go. And that stunt the growth of these young pups. And, so, and I'm and I, I'm glad you said that because me and you talk all the time. And this franchise for the last 20 years has always wanted to make a the big Olympic pool splash and free agency. And it gets to a point, I think personally, Washington football team has had very good drafts the last two years, especially this past year. I think just getting Chase Young gave them an eight in the draft. You know, you could have drafted blanks the rest of the way, you know, just getting 99 in a, in a, um, in a, in Burgundy and goal was big. So with that being said, Adrian Peterson does have, have some football left in the tank. Absolutely. I want to see him go to a contender, but with that being said, if you have trust in Ron Rivera, which I do, if you think that this is the man to write the ship for the, last 20 years of just dysfunction in this organization to, to get some respect on the football field, then you have to be comfortable with these decisions. Now, I'm excited to see Bryce Love. I know he had to recover from his injury. Um, Bryce Love, Gibson, McKissick, um, and Peyton Barber, you know, it is what it is. If this is going to be a running back by, by committee, we don't know yet. Because, you know, you know, we don't know. We, we know, but we don't know. So it's exciting to, to see the young pups get, be give a chance, be hungry. And also something I've said about Adrian Peterson on this show before, you don't want to have a team of young pups and have a disgruntled veteran when he feels like he's not getting enough touches. Like, this isn't the team for that. You don't have – if Alex Smith was starting – maybe you could control that a little bit more because you got a veteran on the field that everybody respects, but you got a young pup at quarterback. You got young pups all on the offense. You got a stud young receiver. You got young impressionable players on defense. So the last thing you want to see is somebody number 26 potting on the sideline because number seven changed the call and he's not getting the ball. So like I said, KG, you said thank you, thank thank number twenty six for everything he did here. He was he he hey he ran hard here and he ran he's run hard everywhere. So hopefully he gets on with a um a playoff team, get a chance to you know get to the playoffs, taste that again, and finish his career somewhere. You know where he can he can you know just do some things and help out. He's not an every down back anymore. So like I said, it's time for the young it's time for the youngins to get in there, KG. You know what? I agree with you. Um, and you, you talk about uh, when seven changes. I don't think you would have a disgruntled AP. Because if you remember, I think you had a problem with it last year. I love it. When Case Keenan was getting ready to audible out of a run into a different run or to a different play altogether, and AP, he looked back at AP, and AP was shaking his head. I loved it because he's hungry. You're 35 yeah. years old. Yeah, 
it's it's a difference between being hungry and dictating the offense. You know what I'm saying? Like you, it's mm-hmm. that's not your call to dictate the offense when you're sitting back there at running back. It's the quarterback's job. If he sees something that he feels like, even if he's wrong, that's not your job to second guess him. Now, afterwards, after the play, you be like, "Look, man, it, you know, especially if you're talking to Dwayne Haskins, like, look, man, this, you know, you shouldn't change. This was lined up this way, this way. I could have, you know, got that. So, what did you see? You know, that's different from basically pouting on the field and stomping your feet. Because when I see that, when I see somebody changing a play and AP shaking his head, that's that's pouting, pouting and stomping to me. You nope. don't do that. Yeah, you you don't do that. You you. You go with the play, and afterwards, if you got a problem with it, before y'all get back in the huddle, just grab him real quick. Like, look, man, the way you know, what are you seeing that what you changed that for? I could have got big yards in that play. Did you see such and such lined up this way? And he, he might be like, No, nah, I didn't see that. I was looking at this, that, and the other. You know, you got you got experience versus you know, non-experience. You could teach there instead of stout sh- uh, stomping and pouting and not getting your way because you want touches. It, you know, it's, it's, you can't do it like that. Agree. Uh, so even with the releasing of AP, uh, there's three quarterbacks, four running backs. They're on the receiver. Receiver Man. from, Man. it's like taking 52 cards and just throwing them up and then whatever cards you pick up because, uh, you know, Terry Terry's number one. You, you know that. He's the number one guy. Uh, now, after him... Cam Sims. <laughs> I'm bringing in Cam Sims. Um, I'm trying to figure out... I'm looking... I'm trying to figure out if Trey Quinn makes this roster. And you know what? You, the, you drafted, drafted Gandy Golden. I, I think he, he's going to get a spot. McLaurin... I got McLaurin, Gandy Golden, Cam Sims. I'm I'm on the fence about Steven Sims. No, not at all. Steven Sims is your slot. He's your slot receiver, bar none. But he has taken over that slot role. That's where he is. He's going to make this team regardless. And plus, he also does. He can run the slot and he can return kicks and punts. <sighs> What about what's his uh what, how how do you say Vizy Jordan Vizy three? I mean you can't teach height, right? No, you cannot. <laughs> um, scary scary Terry six feet. I'm trying to look and see what Gandy Golden is at height. Golden six four. So, so my my four and I'm gonna give I'll give Trey Quinn the edge because because he we sh- we know what he has. We know he could be a very very good slot receiver if he could just stay healthy, stay on the field. Make Lauren Gandy Golden Sims Cam Sims Trey Quinn and I would like to see Steven Sims Jr. I think I'm gonna give the edge to Steven Sims Jr just because of what we've seen from him. And, you know, we always say that if the quarterback position isn't consistent, you're not going to see, you know, big production from receivers. You know, you, you still got number seven back there learning the game. So 
with him coming in the camp, taking all season seriously, toning up, dropping the weight, like you know, okay, now let's put the let's put the pot on the stove and see how much you know how much water's going to boil down for real. All right, you know, okay, yeah, we give you the last year rookie year, you come into a mess a messy situation with Jay Gruden, Bill Callahan. Uh, now we got some stability here, and we got uh, um, a Turner call in place. So let's get creative here. Let's see what these guys can do. It, 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 just like we said with the running back, it's time for the young guys that you brought in to get a chance to shine. So get these get these guys a chance to start shine. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, with this whole COVID thing, you don't get the the whole, you know, regular preseason to work out like you normally would. So everything's being done, you know, in the drills. So you don't get that um, where if somebody was on the bubble, you could go see them against another team where they're not wearing burgundy and gold, you know, to practice white suits and, and you know, you're not hitting them hard or you're not going as hard as you would be. You know, and so it's going to be interesting to see um, who fills out the fourth and the fifth? I think I think three the three that are locked for me are McLaurin, Gandy, Golden, and Cam Sims. The other one. Did I lose you there, B? Nah, I'm still here. You got me? Oh. Yeah, I got you now. Okay, okay. Uh what was the last one? You said Cam Sims, Gandy Golden, McLaurin. No, nah, I, I was saying, I was saying, yeah, McLaurin, Cam Sims, and Gandy Golden. Those are my three locks. Um, I, I can't give you four and five. I don't, I don't know how many they're, they're keeping because you got, you got four running backs. I don't know how many running backs Ron Rivera would like to keep. You know, I'm thinking that that's going going to be a running back by committee so you're going to see three running backs that's what I'm thinking um, so do you keep four receivers are you keeping four tight ends are you going to be uh, is this team going to be run heavy is Turner is this, go- is this team going to be pass heavy and you're keeping two backs this is where you, you know I'm thinking it's going to kind of be I, I would like to see them especially with Scary Terry, be more of a pass offense. So that means for me, five wide receivers, um, three running backs, two to three tight ends. So that, that's, that's kind of what I'm, I'm thinking of. What do you think? Uh, I actually kept four running backs, six receivers, and three tight ends. How? Because, okay, I got the four running backs. Okay, three. 53-man roster. I got 25 players on offense, 25 on defense, three special teams. That's how I did it. I made sure I kept my numbers together. Okay. Now, I got we got okay. the, my six receivers, Gandy Golden, McLaurin, uh, Cam Sims, and Stevenson, uh, Dontrell Iman, and Trey Quinn. But Trey Quinn's on the bubble, and I don't want his bubble to pop because I know what he can do. But Trey Quinn's on the bubble. So that's just mine. I mean, that's just preliminary. And I, I, I kind of felt feel the same way about Trey Quinn. 
but it's just like he run, runs really good routes. But at the same time, it's something I always preach on the show, I need you on the field. Exactly. It don't matter. It don't matter what you can do if you can't get on the field. Like if you can't get on the field and do it, then I think I think this is is going to be kind of a. I mean, because you can always, hopefully, you could put you know maybe one or two of you that you're not going to keep on a practice squad, and if right. if something's not working out with the fifth or sixth receiver, you could bring the other guys up. You know, that's always an ideal situation. But you know, they might not be there. You know, especially when, you know, you get other teams that's trying to get uh, a leg up and trying to get what plays y'all ran in practice and stuff. You know, the, the your divisional teams might, you know, snag those players away. So, yeah. what's next, KG? All right. Well, tight ends, you know, I kept three tight ends. Uh, Logan Thomas is going to be your starter. Hale Hinches is going to be the number two. Jeremy Sprinkle is going to be the third one, but I think he's on – the bubble, uh, Thaddeus Moss was waived, brought back, and put on IR. Uh, we all thought that he was going to do something big, but it didn't work out. He didn't have a very good camp. Uh, Marcus Ball was having a good camp. So was Richard Rogers. But I think both of those guys will be released tomorrow evening. You think so? I think, I think it's going to be Logan Thomas, Ball, and Rogers. Really? I mean, Richard, don't get me wrong. Richard Rogers ain't lighting nothing up. But, I mean, how much Jeremy Sprinkle is is what he is. I don't think, I think the ceiling is there for Jeremy Sprinkle. Now, unless, like I said, you know, we can't see what's going on in camp. If somebody's blocking better than another one, you know, that's that's going to, like I said, you know, I think it's going to be more of a pass-oriented team. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we we have to see it there. So I got Thomas, what did I say, Thomas, Bob, and Rogers. Okay. So we, we if let's they keep a, if, um, if they keep a fourth one, if they keep a fourth one, I'm going with Hint, Hint, what's his name? Hint, Hint, Hinches. 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 Yeah. I'm going with Hinches. I, I think I'm gonna leave Jeremy Sprinkle off. Okay. I I, I I I would. This is we know we just doing. I that I would. I because I've seen enough of Jeremy Sprinkle. I you know that that's enough for me. It's three years, but he's you got to also remember he's been behind Jordan Reed and Vernon Davis for three years. Well, if you're behind Jordan Reed in the rest of uh, Burgundy and Gold Uniform, that means you haven't been behind him because he. <laughs> 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 and that's what I'm saying. Every time, you know, Jordan Reed has been hurt. I mean, it's like, okay, all right, let's go, Jeremy Sprinkle. Like, me, we, we all know. You watch sports, next man up, it's your time to shine and show off. So if Jordan Reed can show off with any quarterback, then you should be able to, too. If Jordan Reed can make that position look easy and get noticed with whoever's on the field and be like, look, I don't care who's that quarterback. Make sure Jordan Reed don't touch the ball. But when you come in, it's not the same. So that's just my opinion. True indeed. Uh. 
let's jump over the offensive line real quick before we take a break. Okay. Now, three fifths of this offensive line is set in stone. And he, that's the. I agree the, with you. The, the pivot man, Chase Rouillet, uh Brandon Sheriff at the right guard, Morgan Moses, the rock at right tackle. Left guard and left tackle don't know. They brung in uh, David Sharp from Oakland for, I think, a fifth-round pick. Oh, Sadiq uh, Charles has been hurt. Uh, Garon Christian who came back off an injury, lost weight. He said in the media, I think, uh, maybe a few days ago, that I, it may have been last week, that he didn't think he was ever going to play, so he didn't take it serious. But he's took, taking his offseason very, very serious. Uh, but they say he didn't really look too well either at that type of position. You have uh, Paul Adams at that, Cornelius Lucas, Tamon Paris. Are you all your top in camp right now? And then as far as guard goes, you got Wes Martin. Now, Wes Martin had a pretty damn good camp last season, but Eric Flowers lost. Yeah. And yep. that starting spot for him. Because if you remember, when when they got Eric Flowers, I said they got to move him inside because you can't play him that time. He's a, ro- a revolving dude. They moved right. him in. And he was still getting dope. But he, he he blossomed into one of the best tackles in the NFL. I mean, the best guards in the NFL last year. That he did. That he Three. did. Who did he, who did he sign with? The Dolphins. The Dolphins. Okay. So, as of right now, looking at it, uh, on that left side, I got Christian at tackle. Wes Martin at guard. You got Christian at tackle? Yeah, because that's the, I mean. Left tackle? Yeah. You I mean, mean I think. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean. I think, uh, I think when you, when they went and got uh, the boy from Oakland, I think that was the, the, the. Not not quite waving a white flag. Like we need some help. Uh, some something's because, like I said, you don't get to see the pre. It's not it's not a normal circumstances where you get to see the preseason. You get to get see guys like okay, that's not gonna work. That's not gonna work. Yeah, he's not gonna work there. So I think the the equivalent to that was them going to go get was it was that Charles from Oakland? No, they got uh Sharp. From Oakland, Sadiq Charles, the one that they uh drank, they drank him out. David Charles, yes sir. Okay, yeah, I think that was the white flag. Like, yeah, we need some help. We need some help and tackle. Because when I saw that pop up on the screen a couple days ago, I was like, oh, okay, something's not right. Yeah, David Sharp has bounced around. Uh, He was drafted. In the fourth round, 2017, he also played for the Texans. He's played for the Raiders twice. Um, it goes Raiders, Texans, Raiders. And I think he's only had four starts. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's given up in those four starts, or two starts, and he's given up three sacks. 
So it was a lot of homework done on him. I don't know. Maybe he was just a, a camp body. Not sure. And he yeah, was but... for a six-round pick. That he came with a seventh-round pick. I was traded for six. Yeah, I mean, like I said, if this was a guard they traded for, I would kind of be like, okay, maybe it's a camp body. But this is a tackle we're talking about. So I'm thinking that the left side is up in the air. Yes, it is. Yeah, I, you know, I, that's why I asked you, are you putting down Christian? Are you putting that down in ink? No, that's a yeah, I, yeah. Okay, okay. Because I think the left side is, is a, a, a very much so a question mark. And I think it's going to have to be kind of plug and play to find the, the right fit that can, you know, go over there and kind of and, and work and get nasty over there. We'll have to see. So. And the four reserves that I have is, uh, now I, 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 I finally can get his name right. My wife, she taught me how to, how to say his name. <laughs> I, I, I'm proud of this. Ross Pierschbach. We've been, we've been saying his name wrong for two years. Yeah, Ross, we have been. Tamon Paris and uh, West uh, Schwitzer are my full reserve for the line, for the O-line. Uh, Schwitzer, they got him from uh, Atlanta? Yeah, they got him from Atlanta. Okay. 30, okay. So just All celebrate. Right. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He about to celebrate a birthday on the 11th. So, happy early birthday, this stud. All right, well, with that, uh, that finishes up the offense. We're going to take a quick break, pay a couple of bills, because the checks I'm writing are bouncing. We got to pay a couple of bills, and we're going to come back, and we're going to knock this defense out. So, stay with us. And just like that, we are back. Now, this is the this is the good part. I, I say this for good for the last because it's the good part. Let's talk D line right now. Uh, I got nine defensive line. Now, remember, Montez Sweat, Ryan Kerrigan are now Nate Orchard are no longer outside linebackers. They're considered D line. They're defensive end. Matt Ionitis has moved from the end to the tackle. And in the 3-4, he played a very brilliant role in what he did. You and I were talking about this yesterday, about how Mm -hmm. he take the center, hold the center in place, and wait, and then he would push and collapse the pocket. It it was just, it was just awesome what he did. But now we're running the 4-3. I'll let you go first. Give me your four line. For the four starters, yeah, the four starters. I mean, um, I'm putting Young and Sweat on the end. Mm-hmm. I'm putting Ionitis in the middle, and uh, you know, I don't really, I, I know I'm gonna get killed for this. I'm not really big fans of Allen or Payne, so because yeah, I don't care where you play that. It, it's about production, and it's about you know, and, and you know, we can. We can say it was, you know, multiple reasons why that defense wasn't clicking last year. I mean, that defense was getting got gashed last year. So, um, 
I'll put Ionitis at one tackle, and I'll put uh, I'm gonna put uh, Pain at the other one. All right. Now so Young's Young Young Sweat Ionitis Pain, and then uh, Reserve Allen Settle Kerrigan. Anderson. Ooh. And now word on the street about Ryan Anderson, they're fielding phone calls for a trade for Ryan Anderson. And, and, bro, they are loaded on defensive line. Now, yeah, I, can feel, I, can feel, I can feel the way I want to feel about Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne, but they're loaded. Like, yes. When you, you drafted Montez Sweat, we, we, we said all last year Montez Sweat was playing out of position and that the scheme wasn't being fit to his talents. I think that's going to change under Jack Del Rio. And I don't think that's going to change. So now you have now you have this problem now. Now that, that Montez Sweat is going to be put in a better position, now you've got 99 coming off the other side. So now you're not going to be able to double team. Then you have this monster named Ioannidis in the middle. Would you just say how he controls the middle? And you put one of the Alabama boys in the middle. So now, who are you going to double team? Who are you going to double team? Then when 99 is tired, or Montez Sweat is tired, you got 91 coming in. Mm-hmm. And I think the 4-3, personally, I think that's going to extend Ryan Kerrigan's career. I really think it is. I think him putting his hand in the dirt on a consistent basis, not having to worry about dropping back in coverage unless they do something exotic, trying to confuse something, but just having to focus on one thing, and that's getting into the backfield, stopping what's going on with either quarterback or the running back. I think that's you're gonna see a whole different ninety-one this year. I really think that. Now, one thing I got, I got nine D line that I'm keeping. Uh, my problem is I don't know who to start because I got carried, I got sweat, but my starters, of course, Chase Young, and I really don't want to start him until the middle of the season. I want Sweat to start. I want it to be Allen, Allen on one end, Sweat on the other, Ionitis and Penny. And I want Kerrigan to rotate in there, Jordan Brailford, uh, Tim Settle to, to come in there because that's another animal in the middle that's waiting to bust loose. Uh, Nate Orchard. And I love Nate Orchard coming off the eight. So uh, my starters. At, this is opening week. We're talking Philly. Opening week. Uh, my starters will be Allen, with Ionitis next to him, Payne next to him, uh, Sweat. Rotating with Young, Kerrigan, and Brailford on the outside, Settle in the middle, Orchard even coming in on the outside. But Orchard probably can play if you kind of do something. And I got a funny feeling that we're going to see a little variation of 46, which I'm hoping like hell we do. Because in the NFC East, it's turning back into the black and blue division of yesteryear where everybody can run the ball. That version, of a newer version of the 46 to stop the run. That's what the 46 created for by the great buddy Ryan was to stop the run. If we can see a variation of that here in Washington with this talent up front, I'm not even going to say and speak blasphemous words, but we can see some magic. Let's just put it that way. I, I agree with you. I'll, I'll, 
I'll go that far with you. Like I said, man, you know, you you got somebody at a defensive coordinator where, you know, I think that you are definitely going to see um, a change. You're going to see the ball get attacked. You're going to see a more aggressive defense. You're going to see a better scheme, better prepared defense. So, like I said, my main concern was this is, I believe, this is just top of my head. I can't remember, but I think they're the, the the Washington football team was bottom three in the league in rush defense last year. Yeah, I want to say, I want to say bottom three. So they couldn't stop uh, a wet paper bag. So, <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. When I see you can't stop a wet paper bag, and this is this is this is something Doc Walker always says. The hell with scheme. At, at a certain point, and I'm talking about Allen and Payne. That's when your pride got to get in and be like, look, the next person comes through here, I'm a clothesline them. You're not going to keep coming through here getting four or five yards. Like, like seriously, now, now I got to take a penalty. Like, I got to – or some, or one of these offensive linemen going hard to the ground. Not nothing dirty, but something to just be like put something in the back of your mind be like something's wrong with this dude. You're not going to keep just running and doing what you want to do. It's, it gets to a point where it's, it's disrespectful. That's why I'm all about new blood. I don't care what college you went to, what you did in college, how many championships you won, but, you know, what, what is sitting in your, your trophy case, because it, it's not a Super Bowl, so it doesn't, now it doesn't matter. So at a point when you're getting gashed, and this is not just for Payne and Allen, it's for everybody, Kerrigan. Cole Holcomb, the tackle machine, you know, um, Landon Collins. At some point, somebody got to be like, look, I don't care what you got to do. The next person come out the backfield, take his helmet off. Knock one of the emblems off the side of the helmet. We'll take the penalty. But they're not going to keep gashing us like this. It's a pride thing. You're sitting there watching, like, how many times, like, you see it in the NBA a lot. A guy getting cooked. He's been getting cooked on defense all game. Can't stop a certain player. You will get fouled hard. Just be like, look, all right, you're cooking me, but next time you come here, your ribs are going to hurt the rest of the game. But I, And I know you're going to cook me the rest of the game. I can't stop you. But you're going to hurt the rest of the game, though. And it's the same thing playing, playing on, that, on that gridiron. Yeah, something going to – yeah, you're going to feel this next time you come through this hole. If I don't get you, Landon Collins will get you on the back end. Somebody, you're going to hurt. And I, I just didn't see that from that defense last year. So that's where I think Jack DeRia is going to step in. You're going to see a change. Trust me. Exactly. Uh, let's jump over to linebacker. What's your three linebackers that started? I got a... Uh, I'm not... I'm, I'm not up to speed on the linebackers, but I know for sure I got I definitely got three. Hold on. Where are now, they at? I had them down. I'm gonna say Thomas Davis Sr. for sure. Because he okay. he wasn't bo- I don't think he was bought in to start. He's bought in for more. You'll see him on the field, but I think he's more of a mentor, leadership. He knows Ron Rivera's system. So he could he could guide the guys. John Bostic, Cole Holcomb. That's my Three locks. What do you have? Uh, 
Now I got seven linebackers total, but my three okay. starters: Cole Holcomb, Thomas Davis, and if if healthy, Ruben Foster in the middle. And now hey. I'm gonna have to play Cole Holcomb, Cole Holcomb out of position, and put him on the outside. But let Ruben, I want Ruben Foster in the middle because I didn't want to sign him when they did because I was like he's a knucklehead and trying to get rid of knuckleheads. But he's been on his best behavior since he's been. And I'm glad to eat crow on this because he stayed out of trouble. You know, he had a, cat, a catastrophic injury last year. Uh, but he stayed out of trouble. His name hasn't been in the news for anything bad. His rehab went well. Um, but the, the dude can tackle. If he can stay on the field, he can tackle. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of surprised because I don't I don't know if I have Ruben Foster – I don't know if he's going to make the 53-man. I, I don't know if he's ready to play. That, I'm not saying because of talent. I don't know no. if he's ready, 100% ready to play yet. Right. But, see, that's why I got to put him in pencil. But if now he's not ready, give me John Boston. I got – and then uh, my off the bench, you know, to rotate in, I got uh, Ryan Anderson, uh, Sean Dion Hamilton, and Kevin Pierre-Luc. Okay, Sean Dion Hamilton. I like. You said Lewis. Who who else was your other one? Uh, well, my seven linebackers: Anderson, Boston. Anderson, Anderson. Okay. Yeah. Now okay. this holds for him. Don't know if it's going to happen. Don't know how true it is. I'm just getting a little scuttlebutt uh, <laughs> here and there. So I'm just you know before we we went live, I just Twitter fingers trying to. See what everybody's saying, though. I hated their taking calls. Speaking of uh, eating crow and taking calls, remember last year before the draft, I was talking about trading for Josh Rosen. And, oh, uh, goodness. Oh, my goodness. I was like, let's run with him. See oh. the young can do. Yeah, you can't even do nothing in Miami, though. And they have waived him. I want to apologize to you, everyone that listened to that show, everyone that's listening now. I, I'm, I'm trying to make things happen, but uh, just didn't work out that way. So, yeah, I was so wrong with that. So. <laughs> the red flag was how quick the Cardinals were willing to get rid of him. That was your red flag right there. That's yes. they were that they were they were willing to draft Murray and they tossed out Rosen. And, I, and we told I remember that show. And you was racing I'm like, what are you this boy can't play. What are you talking about? Oh, you gotta give him a chance. He ain't he ain't had a chance. Oh man. That boy hot garbage. Ooh. Hot hot garbage. Yeah. Hot garbage. So, yeah, I'm glad you came to your senses on that one. I'll say that now. Let's move on to the last but not least. Well, let's jump over to special teams real quick. I think special teams is locked. Yeah, it is. But I yeah. still, that's part of 53. Um, D-Hop, the best punter in the league, Trustway, one of the best long snappers in the league, Nick Sunberg. That's it. Uh, yeah, that's done. That's that's that, Those are locked. Okay. Those are so we got. All right. Now, 
Let's do DBs. I got nine DBs making this team. Nine. Nine DBs? Yes. I want an abundance of talent. I want an abundance of talent in that secondary. Now, you know, for me, secondary play is always the big thing. I get ginned up about secondary play just as much as I do about defense, period. Uh, My man and Professor Lucky, I'm hoping that you are listening to this. I told you Troy Atkins. Troy Aki is going to be your starting free safety. No Monte Nichols. In the oh, oh, okay, hold, 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 hold on. When you're talking about, you're talking about the secondary period. Not, this is cornerback and yeah, strong yeah. and free. Okay, let's yeah. do cornerback first. That's why I was like, I'm thinking you had nine just cornerbacks. Okay, let's let's do let's do cornerback first, then free safety, strong safety. Because okay. we know strong safety is a lot. Yeah, that's a lot for us strong. Uh, now on the outside, this is where I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of messed up with on outside because I want okay, you know Kendall Fuller's gonna be your CB number, number one. Now who's gonna be number two? Is it gonna be Ronald Dark? No. Is it gonna be Jimmy Moreland? Is it gonna be Fabian Moreau? I think it's gonna be between Moreau and Moreland. I think for me, Ronald Darby is more of a nickelback at this point in his career. When he came in Buffalo and he was opposite Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, he was he was fighting Gilmore for number one. He was a really good core. He still is a good corner, but I think with the younger boys you have here, um, I think you're looking at I, and I can't tell you who's going to be two, but it's going to be between Monroe and Moreland. And I think Darby's going to be a nickelback. So they say I got good. Say that again. Fabian Monroe looks really, really good in uh, practice. But yeah. It's- yeah, exactly. Exactly. So the cornerbacks I got, no in particular order, no one, no, you know, I got Fuller, Monroe, Moreland, Strowman, and Darby. I got five cornerbacks. All right, let me see. One, two, three, four. I got five corners too. I got Dark, Fuller, Moreland, Moreau. And I got Danny Johnson. Danny Johnson. So who did you? You don't have Moreland. I don't have. No, I don't have Strowman. You got Strowman. I don't have Strowman. Ah, you don't have Strowman. You got Danny Johnson. Okay, okay. All right. So that's what that's what we differ. At. Okay. Right. Um, like I said, man, it's going to be. I think it definitely going to be a few surprises, in it. and and like I said, that's why I like. Ron Rivera coming in because there is no buddy buddy system of Ron Rivera. He's looking for production. You know, he he doesn't know none, none of these guys getting to know them. Of course, he's going to have his favorites, but nothing like we've seen. So, hey, you know, what I can guarantee is not going on in practice. Nobody, nobody's walking up to Ron Rivera laughing and joking and pinching him on the neck. Yeah. Yeah, that's dead. <laughs> Now that's all that's all the way did. A lot of people can say, well, oh, y'all talk a lot of trash about the last regime. Yeah. Because sometimes dysfunction can be function when you're winning. We didn't win on a consistent basis. And who it, who said who said we talk a who said we talk a lot of trash about the last regime? Because I, I we damn sure do. It was yeah. garbage. It was. 
Yeah, and, it was absolute garbage. It was an undisciplined team on the field, off the field. It was it was damn near jailhouse. A jailhouse with no no guards. That's that's what this was. That's I'm why so go ahead. The only reason why Jay Gruden got the job, number one, he Jay Gruden is a is a brilliant coordinator. He's a brilliant football man. His brother's a brilliant football man. Uh, his father's a brilliant football man. But as a head coach, he sucks donkey balls. But here's an unpopular opinion. Jay Gruden's not a good coach, but John Gruden's not a really good head coach either. <laughs> John, but, let me tell you something about, let me tell you something, that the difference between, in my opinion, the difference between John and Jay. John is a way better leader of men. John is way more intense. So when, when you are a coordinator, you're only responsible for your unit. So you're an offensive coordinator. You only deal with those guys. When you become a head coach, depending on the organization, depending on the role you know, bestowed upon you, you become in charge of a whole organization. You're the face of the organization. Not only do you have to do, deal with the 53 players, the practice squad, but you have a whole head coaching unit underneath you, okay? Just because you're a hell of a coordinator does not make you a good leader of men. And John, Jay Gruden is not a good leader of men. Now, Jay Gruden, the Oakland Raiders coach, I think he's a little bit above average, a, a good coach. He's a hell of a leader of men. And then you'll have the flip side. You'll have somebody that's just above average leader of men and, and you know, sharp on the X's and O's, sharp on strategizing. You know, I just think Jay is the other side. Uh, you know, John Gruden, I'm sorry. Is the other side. He's just he's a C plus head coach, but an A plus fire in your ass type of dude. Get you get you lit. Get get his point across. That's John Gruden. Jay Gruden is like, you know, if sir, if you don't mind, um, uh, that block that it was just you know it wasn't really good, and you know if you can, you know, just do better next time, okay? Okay, that's that's Jay Gruden. John is like, you missed that fucking block again. I'm gonna put my foot all the way up your ass. Or he doesn't say anything. He just gives you that look coming to the sideline. That's what you need on the sideline from a head coach. Sometimes not all coaches are like that. Some coaches, you got the Tony Dungies of the world that don't do any of that, but they they're still elite. The great leader of men, they just do it a different way. John Gruden is just that fiery, in-your-face, ride-you-to-the-sideline-you-make-a-mistake type guy. And he knows when to do it and when not to do it. And he also knows when to give praise. So he's very good at what he does. Now, now I'm going to say this before we move on to starting, uh, starting uh, Satan. John Gruden, I love him to death. I love his film breakdown. I missed that on ESPN. I miss him on Monday Night Football. But what has he done since he won a Super Bowl with Tony Dungy's guy? Give Tony Dungy a quarterback. 
and Tony Dungy could have won, but they never gave him a quarterback in Tampa. He get they get Brad Johnson, they go all the way to the Super Bowl, dominant defense. But that Tony Dungy's defense that was still Monty Kiffin. Whole another show, whole another topic. What is he just like? Just just like I was talking about why Dwayne Haskins only really probably has this year to really prove himself and to really make leaps and bounds. Whole nother show. We don't <laughs> have enough time to talk about that. Cause we already, me and you, me and you know where this is going. Yeah. This, the same I, reason, the same reason Steve Nash got hired to the Brooklyn and has been in this other more qualified nope. coaches sitting on the sideline. I get that. I get that. And uh, we gonna have to talk about that off air. But I get that, but I do not agree wholeheartedly with that because Jason Kidd didn't have any coaching experience, neither did Steve Kerr, and they got jobs. Mark Jackson did, they got jobs. So I'm just I'm saying just saying, I'm just saying things line up, you know, teams that are firing certain head coaches of color that that teams are loaded, like New Orleans. Yes. It's not getting a fair shot. And now you have a team in the Brooklyn Nets that, when healthy, everyone is expecting to be representing the Eastern Conference in the finals. Am I not right? You, I agree wholeheartedly. They they use the you minority. Would never, you will never see. You will never see a person of color get that position. Now let's move on to the safeties. <laughs> All right, uh, we already know strong safeties a lot. I got Troy after you. That's start. a lot. I I agree with you there. I, I'm I'm going to go Big John. I'm going to go Joe the fan because I need your help here filling out. We got Landon Collins is strong. Apke is the free safety. Who's filling out behind him? Uh, Shazer Everett, of course, long time, long time Washington football team member, and uh. Another gentleman whose name escapes me right now. Uh, where is that? That Sean Davis. Who are you talking about? Curl, Sean Davis. Okay. Sean Davis. Those would be Sean Davis backup after, and he'll see some playing time. And Shades of Everett, who's reliable, uh, he'll back up Landon Collins because Shades of Everett has a nose for the ball. Um, Sean Davis, I'm not too familiar with. But he is a local kid. Uh, we had to get Big Jim about this because he was the Steeler for the last two seasons. So no, we'll have to talk to Big Jim about I him. Know that, I kid. know that name sounds familiar. Yep. He went to Maryland. Uh, six foot one, 202 pound state. And he was drafted in 2016. Played with them from 2016 to 2019. 247 tackle. Okay. Five pick, twenty pass deflection. So he got talent. Cool, cool. Got talent. So well, that's well. I know I didn't quite put fifty three together. I know KG had his fifty three, but that's that's our you know that's what we think. What you gonna see in a burgundy goal over the weekend? Um, what you said tomorrow four o'clock. Tomorrow four o'clock is roster cut down day, so expect a lot. A lot of moving. Yeah. A lot of moving tomorrow. You probably 
like always, you're going to see some surprise names in there. And not just from this team. You're going to see surprise names all over the league. So definitely, you know, if, you, if you're if listening, um, enjoy, the, enjoy the NBA playoff games. Sit back and watch these NFL teams come together. And next week, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be on the gridiron playing some real football, which is going to be very interesting without any preseason games. This is going to be extremely interesting because is it going to start off fast because maybe the players are, you know, ready to go, more energetic, and they haven't, you know, had four weeks to kind of, like, waste some energy? Are they going to come out, you know, just a ball of steam, or is this going to be sloppy football for four or five weeks? This is what I want to see because the NFL has been wanting to, kill his preseason down to two games and make the season 18 games. So we're going to see, we're going to see how this works. Yeah, we're going to have to. Now we're talking about gridirons. Um, good sir, you are coming back off of you and Junie tied last year in our picks. Um, I thought the playoffs broke me and Junie's tie, man. I'm trying to find it. Well, you, man, because I don't like you making, you know, false claims on the air. Like when we when we talking amongst ourselves, you can make your false claim. But I believe I won last year. I believe you did too. But I, I right as of right now, I'm looking through the the good old book that is sideline junkies, and I cannot find that. But so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get the band together and let them know it's pick time and we're gonna be strict this year. You don't make your tick, give up. I mean, you don't make your pick. It's a loss. Yeah. Get your picks in, and they have to be in by a certain time now. We're not doing the last minute because you know we got to keep track of them. We got to put everything down and you know, hey, make your picks. Uh, it, it'd be nice if we could find something that you can make the picks on and just kind of like screenshot it and take it. So. Mm-hmm. I'll work on that. We'll, we'll 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 get it straight. But this is this will be year number three. Uh, last year was the first year nobody won two hundred games, so we had a rough year last year. But we were all separated by five games. One hundred sixty-six. We 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 are accurate as hell, and I think we go we just get better every year. So you know, sophomore slump. But this is our third year doing picks. It's about to be on and pop because the first pick show will be uh, first game is Thursday night. So I guess first pick show got to be Wednesday night. So yeah, be Thursday. Well, it don't it don't necessarily have to be a show, but we need to have some picks in. Yeah, we and need, then we got to yeah Sunday. You know we got we got to come hard Sunday morning. Break down the important games, but we don't even know what games are important yet. <laughs> and that's and that's a crazy thing. It's just like, ah, well, hey man, so the important ones, the real important ones, are always important. So we'll we'll know those, but but hey, we need to get out of here, KG. Yes, indeed. We need to back that's, up out of here. That's the boss, BJ. I'm the big guy, KG. For Delonte, Allen, Jim, Junie, all on special assignment tonight. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow night 
We got Saturday Night WrestleManiacs with People's Choice, Don Rodriguez, myself, Delante with the push, Nubian Sumo, but that's just Nubian. So we will be on it with this week in wrestling. So be sure to stay tuned for that. To BJ, thank you, good sir. No problem, sir. Uh, of course, as usual, we don't do no overtime. We are out of here. Peace.